This week on the Sam Mays Podcast, we get to chat with former Sooner Softball National Champion Macy Turley to talk OU softball past, present, and future. Jocelyn Allo eyeing the home run record, NIL, and fitness in your 40s. Afterward, Heather Hunter, brand ambassador for Nature's Key, talks about the impact activating your cannabinoid system can have on your physical and mental health and how to get started on the path to better tonal wellness through cannabis products. Next, Sam talks with Jennifer McCorkle, one of the co-owners of Cannabis Emporium, to learn how they strive to serve patients in a way not often seen in dispensaries. If you're interested in the CBD products mentioned in the podcast, use code MAZE2022 for 20% off your order at keytonaturesblessings.com. Jackson's of Kingfisher is a family-owned and operated dealership in Kingfisher, America, with the motto, come join the family, and when they say it, they mean it. My family and I have been embraced by Casey and the Jackson family from day one, and I'm here to tell you that if you're in the market for a new or used car, truck, or SUV, and want a straightforward, no-hassle car buying experience, Jackson's of Kingfisher is the dealership for you. Give them a call at 866-695-8010, or check them out online at jacksonsofkingfisher.com. And right now, if you mention the Sam Mays podcast, you get $500 off any used vehicle on the lot. Jackson's a Kingfisher. Come join the family. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays, and today we're in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Cannabis Emporium, and we have the pleasure of interviewing Miss Macy Turley, former Sooner softball great and member of the 2000 national title team. Macy, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming out. I appreciate it. We're here at the uh, Cannabis Emporium talking about Nature's Key, which is our title sponsor here of the This Is 40 podcast series that we have on the Sam Mays podcast, as I'm old as dirt. And I'm, <laughs> I'm trying, right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to be 400 pounds anymore, and uh, Cannabis this has been a big part of me kind of uh, getting back in shape and being able to do it pain-free. So uh, we're talking about that. We're also want to say thank you to Jackson's of Kingfisher, who uh, provided my nice red truck that you mentioned. <laughs> she walked, Macy walks in and goes, how does a cowboy have a red truck? And I was like, because it's free. <laughs> right. And the guys at Jackson have taken care of us with that. So thank you to them. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's, is that all of them? Is that a, is that, should I get a? It's on, I'm looking at the list right now. I think that might be that might be all of them. But uh, yes, we are so excited to have you. And obviously, uh, Oklahoma softball is like a machine. This is a nationally recognized brand. The softball world is focused on Norman, Oklahoma. It's focused on Oklahoma City, and it's been exceptional. And I think it's great to talk to you after I talked to Lauren Chamberlain, which you were great in your message on Twitter. You were like, you just talked to Lowe. You want to talk to me next? I'm like, yes. Right. You guys started this thing. 2000 national title. Softball was dominated on the West Coast at that time. The Pac-12 with UCLA and Arizona and Washington doing what they were doing. Uh, Oklahoma relatively unknown. And you guys show up go to work and find a way to get it done with coach Patty Gasso, who was in her, what, sixth year, I think, when she started with you guys? Mm, that sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, it's a new program, right? It was. It Incredible. Was. We had a new stadium. It was a new program. It was um, obviously new to us. Um, when we ended up winning it, I was a sophomore. Um, it was it was a fun time. It was definitely um, a new experience that um, – We've all – it's just crazy now to, to go back and look at it, that, that what it is, what it was, because you right. really don't understand it that when you're in it at the moment. But, um, yeah, it definitely kind of got things kicked off. And, um, I mean, now, wow, it's um, it's an incredible, incredible program. You know, I, I look back on my career, and it's amazing how you remember – for me, I remember the losses uh, almost more than I remember 
uh, the wins, but you guys went 66 and eight mm-hmm. uh, during the course of that season. Yeah. What just some memorable moments that I mean, what kind of I don't know, I can't even imagine what kind of run that is. Like, wh- at what point do you start thinking, holy crap, we're really good at this? Yeah. Um, so that record, I actually went and looked back because I was like, how is that comparable to seasons past and seasons present? And we played a ton of games. Right. Like, I think 2017 was the closest one to us, and they had played 70 total games. Um, they don't play near as many as that now. Um, we played a lot of games very quickly, and it, it was structured very differently back then. So, like, now they'll have um, three days, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, where they will go down and play Texas, and they just play Texas for that time period. We would do it differently. So we'd go play a doubleheader um, on a Saturday night, and then we would drive to – let's say it was Nebraska. We played Nebraska doubleheader, and then we would drive over – on Sunday and play Iowa State in a doubleheader, and then we would come home. So we got four games, boom, like that. Um, I specifically remember that one because I got food poisoning during that trip, which oh, made no. it completely miserable. Like, this is how spoiled I am as a football player. You said drive. Uh, and right. in my head, I'm thinking <laughs> – we did a lot airport? of flying, though. Okay, you guys did okay. Yeah, because I think, and I can't remember, I think we flew into Nebraska, and then we made the drive over to Iowa State. Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and then we came back. But, and, I mean, just crazy memories of uh, we used to fly um, with Southwest, and that was like a sprint to the gate to go get the be the first ones who got the ticket so you could line up and Absolutely. get your, I'm, I'm number one, I got number one, and then you could board based on that. But, um yeah, th- I mean, there's there's so many memories to think of from back then. Um, the losses obviously do stand out because they they sting. But to think that we only had eight, I mean, that's pretty minor for for that long of a season. Right. Um, the Arizona loss really stands out to me. Arizona and Southern Miss because we got the ability to come back and avenge those in the World Series. Incredible. So that kind of wipes that away and just shows the adversity that you have to kind of go through and and um, learn from your mistakes and figure out what you got to do to be better and to come out and to win those games. So those are some big ones that, that really stood out. You know, when you talk about uh, a season, preseason goals, right, obviously you knew that your team was good. You had some elite pitching in that era. There's no question about it. Yeah. What were your goals coming into the season? You know, everybody wants to talk about national championships and World Series and conference titles and things like that. But when you mentioned those things in your camp, were you guys believing those things? You know, it's funny because I think I when I think back to it, I specifically remember we had those meetings and I think Coach Gasso was writing them down and it was just your normal. We're going to win the Big 12. We're going to win the Big 12 tournament. We're going to win our regional. We're going to go to the World Series and we're going to win it. And you're like... Okay, really? Right. Look, I get it. I've been there. Yes. Really? Are, Are we, we really going to do that? We've yeah. never even been there. So, right. I mean, sure, it's a fun goal. We're always going to be aiming to be better. But, um, it, and you asked earlier, when did you really feel like it, it had turned? And I, for some reason, it's that, that Arizona game that sticks into my mind that we went to Arizona and really got our tails handed to us. I mean, they beat us 6-0, and we're sitting there looking at Jenny Finch going, wow, like this is, this is you can see how – UCLA and Arizona won nine out of the last ten um, national championships when we got there. Like, this is an amazing team, but it didn't knock us down. So we turn around and come back from that, and then we, we have um, wins after that. And it's like you could kind of just see that that build, that it wasn't like it didn't knock us down to where we're going to um, just kind of lose the control and everything spiral out of control after that. It was kind of like it motivated us to – 
Like, we really felt like we can play with these people. We really can't play with these. Like, who are they? They're right. just people like us. They put a good, good team together. They had a good game, and we could do the same thing. Absolutely. We just got to figure out how to how to make it all mesh correctly. Their spikes go on the same way that uh, yours do. Yeah, exactly. Lauren Chamberlain mentioned the the culture of Oklahoma softball, mm-hmm. and it's always surreal when I talk to uh, former players of Patty Gasol because it's like they go to a different place when they talk about that culture. But when you look at it today compared to where you were at then, any similarities? Do you feel like she has grown or developed differently? Uh, I, I feel like just it's a whole different level of intensity when you talk about Oklahoma softball and what it means to the individual. Yeah, I think it's um, – she's done nothing but grow since that time. I mean, I feel like truly if you looked at it every year, has gotten better and better and better and better. So she's figuring out those little nuances. Um, she definitely has the magic formula, and she's got it figured out. Um, and I think that she finds those players who fit into that program, who are going to buy into it. Um, so the similarity between now and then is she's just looking for those athletes who are willing to fight, who are willing to go through the trenches, who are going to, who are willing to, um, fight for the win. I mean, they just played Tennessee and and they were down and it's like, it looked like, oh no, they're going to be handed their first loss. And, um, but there's still this feeling of like, it's not over. It's not over till it's over. And you just have this feeling of like, they're going to figure out a way to do it. And that's what I feel like we've always done. And, and I don't know, maybe somebody needs to pay some money to, um, the creators of Gladiator because I, that was really the motivating movie that we watched before we went to the world series. And she still talks about it today. Like that mentality of we, we have to work together. We are going to live together. We're going to die alone. We have to do everything together. We're going into battle. We're going to fight and we're going to figure out a way to win or else we're not going to be around. And I, you can kind of see that strung out throughout um, all of her teams that they all have that similar mindset of, um, we're, we're never going to be satisfied. We're always going to work to be better, and we're going to figure out a way to win every time. I, I have to uh, to chuckle because this is now the, the second, I guess third, really, uh, when you consider, consider the OU gymnastics team, OU team that I covered that there's just no expectation that they're going to lose. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I played in the era that you were in school. The Big 12 was incredible in football, mm-hmm. and we would look at our schedule. We can go through and pick out the wins and losses, and there's sure. Oklahoma, and there's Texas, and it's like, those teams never lose. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I couldn't imagine what it's like putting my hand down in the dirt and thinking, we're not supposed to lose this game. Right. right? And like Oklahoma in this game against Tennessee, like they're not supposed to lose that mm-hmm. game. What does that feel like in the last couple of innings when, you know, you're you're there and your back's against the wall and you're in the nation's watching and thinking they're supposed to be perfect this season? You know, and for us, I would say it was the exact opposite. We weren't supposed to be there. So I think that that's what makes our team a little bit different than what's going on now is I think that – there was a relief of pressure because we weren't supposed, we'd never been there before. We weren't supposed to be there. We'd already played Arizona and we lost to them 6 0. So, like, what's, what's to be expected? They're going to do it again, right? So, a lot of that pressure, I think, was, was relieved for us so that um, maybe we could really focus in on, you know what, what do we have to lose? Right. We're going to go out and we're going to give it our best game and we're going to see how we match up. We're going to give it our best, and um, it worked out for us. World Series is in Oklahoma City, obviously a home crowd uh, for that matchup. You mentioned getting a chance to kind of right some wrongs with Southern Miss in, in Arizona. Yep. Favorite memories from from that process? And, look, I've, I've, I've said this on live radio before. 
if I've got to fly back to watch the Women's College World Series, I will do that. It is one of the most unique atmospheres I've ever been in as far as sports goes. It's an educated fan base. Mm-hmm. It is a... Uh, a a student body of or, or the, the 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 participants in it are just electric. The chants and the crowd and the interaction is just amazing. Like you can't stop just looking around whenever softball is being played. And the pace of the game uh-huh. is so great and compared yep. to baseball, oh, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, give me your give me your World Series memories. Oh my gosh, uh, it's really the fans. It's um, I mean, we didn't really have sellout crowds in Norman, and then you go to you show up in Oklahoma City, and you're like, where did all these people, people come, come from? from? That's awesome. And it's um, at that time, so the the stadium looked different. So now they've they've built it out, but so you had your bleacher section or your chair section, and then you had basically what we call grassy knolls, and there were people with um, chairs and blankets, and they were covered, and then you had your out field section and people that were all out there and it was like oh my gosh this is incredible and they're wearing they're all wearing OU things and we yell boomer and they yell sooner and it was just um an electric atmosphere that I think helped rejuvenate us and feel like hey there's people that have our back here they don't want to see us fail they want to help us succeed and we want to give them a good show for it so um I would say that the best the best memory really is it's just that you're right it's that atmosphere and it was when we played the national championship game it was Memorial Day so I even remember thinking like aren't these people supposed to be at the lake right like, what are you doing <laughs> you're here like that's what that's she chose awesome. to come watch this yeah and, um it's it's really a great memory now you're from Broken Arrow right here in uh-huh. Oklahoma yep. and uh, you do you live there now I live in Bixby now okay shout yeah. out Bixby they're incredible athletic programs there kiddos Yes, three. Okay. How yep. old are they? So I have an 18-year-old who's actually graduating from Bixby this year, which blows my mind. What? Uh-huh. Yeah. I know, it doesn't look like I'm old enough to have him, but. Right. Yeah, 100% <laughs> no. right. My fiance is the same way. They're like, how old are your kids? And I'm like, yeah, she looks great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so he's graduating this year. Um, have an almost 16-year-old um, who will be driving. Um, I think we're like a couple weeks away at this point. She plays volleyball. Okay. Um, which is crazy because it was like, you don't have the softball player and I don't have a softball player. I have a volleyball player. And when I go watch her play, I'm like. I wish I would have played this sport. Like, this is so fun. That's awesome. It's just a totally different atmosphere. Um, And then I have a seven-year-old who, um, a a boy who plays baseball. Okay. And um, my husband and I coach his baseball team. Nice. We just moved to a competitive league, and um, we have our first tournament this weekend, and we're excited for it. Very cool. What's it like coaching baseball? It's, um, you know, what's funny about it is I kind of got into it on a joke. So one of my friends, um, they were starting a team and they asked me if I wanted to, to, um, for our son to join the team and if I wanted to coach. And I was like, oh, shit, like, is that weird? Is that weird for a mom to be a baseball coach of boys? And my husband was like, stop. Right. Like, you have more knowledge right. than <laughs> most of the dads out here. So, 100%. yes, you have something to offer. So, I started helping then, and um, we kind of split with our other team. Part of them wanted to stay um, more rec and not do tournaments, and we wanted to take it a little bit more competitive. And so, yeah, I'm the head coach now, and I'm like, you get what you get. Like, it's uh, this you're going to have your mom as your coach, and, and when we're on the field, I'm your coach. I'm not your mom, and um, until I get fired, I guess I'm going to just keep doing it. <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I don't envy you in the coaching boys category, right? <laughs> so I'm fortunate enough to have – I've got four daughters, uh, three stepdaughters, and the youngest stepdaughter is now in playing basketball. She's just getting the school sport, seventh grader. Uh-huh. And I can't get enough of how relentless she is. And I've always heard that coaching – 
women is better than coaching men. And like I've just and I'm not even one of her coaches, just giving her little tips and tricks. And she recognizes me as a credible source of information. So she'll do whatever I say. There's no argument or fighting back. And I'm like, yes, this is it. I need to go find a a women's football team that I can go join as a coach because this is awesome coaching, uh, coaching her. But I guess seven, seven year olds is probably a little easier. Yeah, and I think so. I've I've actually heard from other moms and dads that um, that I don't know. There's something about it that they they listen. They'll listen to me, and I don't know if it's because I am I'm more of a, in a mom role or right. a coach, and it's not dad telling them what to do. I would say that with my own son, though, he's definitely the stubborn one in the group, and. Um, my husband always says that he's like me, like he'll complain, he'll, he'll um, argue with you, he'll tell you you're not right, but he listens to you and he turns around and does it anyway. And so that's, um, he's kind of got that stubbornness to him, but he's, um, he's definitely coachable, but he'll, um, he'll challenge you a little bit more. Very cool. Well, good luck in your tournament this weekend, that's Thank for you. sure. Thank you. All right, let's, uh, let's fast forward a little bit. It's 2022. Patty Gasso is the GOAT, the greatest softball coach of all time. Uh, the Oklahoma softball program has got the largest gift uh, financially from any company to a women's sport in American history, which is incredible. A yep. uh, new stadium is being built. Uh, Jocelyn Allo looks to be beating Lauren Chamberlain's home run record maybe yep. tomorrow on their home opener there against Minnesota. Yep. Uh, where's your head at with this team? I mean, are you just amazed by watching it? And, and actually, let me say this. Let's start with the athletes first. Mm-hmm. I was at Oklahoma State training my tail off looking down the, the uh, weight room, and I recognized a bunch of women over there doing the same exact thing. We're yep. all sweating. We're all dying. Yep. Uh, our classes were close. You know, if you came in as a football player at this year, you were friends with all those kids and all the other sports. So I respected the grind, mm-hmm. right? But I feel like they weren't respected back for what they were doing. Yeah. In 2022, do you feel like that's changed? Because I'm looking at a group of, of women on that campus that are leaders. The softball program is leading the rest, of the, the rest of the athletic department, they should strive to be more like them. Mm-hmm. And that's got to be awesome for you to see. Oh, absolutely. I mean, these the athleticism that is within this team is, like, mind-boggling. They, you look at them, and they, they almost look like replicas of each other. They have, you know, they may be different sizes, different heights, but they, there's a, still a similar look between the girls, and you can tell that they're all training the same. Um, but it's... I'm, I, it actually makes me really jealous. I would, I would love to go back right now and just insert myself into everything. Um, if not participate, be a fly on the wall and really see how they do things. Because um, when I was there, it was, I always joke about it that it was like a, um, just get it up. Like we're lifting heavy. Like you've got ten squats, just do it. Like right. What, we're not going to talk about form. We're not going to talk about anything else. Like, you've got 10, do it. And um, now I'm sure that all of that has changed. I mean, the oh, science yeah. behind the it. The detail work, yes. It's It really is incredible, the nutrition that's behind it. I remember, I think the only nutrition advice we had was, like, we weren't to drink pop. So no soda when we were on road trips, and that was about it. So right. um, I would love to know kind of, like, their, if they were doing nutrition and supplements and everything. But um, they are definitely – creating um, top athletes, which is um, very incredible. When I watch Alo hit the ball, the only thing that pops in my head is just power. Yeah. Like that is just pure, mm-hmm. raw. The ball screams when it leaves the park. Yep. I mean, just in the, the speed that she comes around with that bat. Yeah. I can only imagine what she's putting up in the gym and how she's working out. Uh-huh. It's exceptional for sure. Now, yeah. do they have their own strength and conditioning coach? 
They should. Okay. I don't actually know for sure, um, but we did when, when I was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty impressive. There's no question about it. Well, yeah. the season is here. They're 15-0. and 0. It's been a crazy three weeks. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm, this is, I'm that one guy, one game a week guy. I don't know how you guys <laughs> right? do five and one right? and one week. You've got to have short-term memory no when, uh, question. when you play that many. Yeah, like yeah. it's like you just never get a break. But they do have a little break here. They have the home opener now against Minnesota on Monday, which yep. will be great. But what are your thoughts so far? And, and how is this team going to be undefeated? Like that's the question, right? Are they going to be able to do it? I don't know. I, um, I, I would, I'm going to say I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But it's not the end of the world if they don't. Um, they've got a lot of games to go through. And actually, even last year, I think it was last year's team that went on the span of winning that, that went for so long. And it was like, you know what? They, um, It's not going to hurt them to, to be hit with a loss. Like, they kind of ne- they need that adversity. They need to know that um, everything's not perfect. You're not going to run rule every team. You're not going to go hit five home runs on every team. You're going you're gonna to have to face face some adversity to know that you do have the, the ability to crawl back out of it. So um, almost like a loss helps you grow a little bit. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah. I mean, you find out kind of where your weak links are, and um, maybe you're able to um, to work on those, adjust, um, substitute when necessary, or whatever it is. But um, I'm super excited for it, and I I kind of my heart really goes out to Aloe right now because I know she's frustrated. She's acting like she's not frustrated, but I know she she's got to be with people not pitching to her. But um, it's it's going to come. You know it's going to come. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Where do you stand with that? Because it's part of the game, right? Yeah. I mean, as far sure. as the X's and O's are concerned or the, right. you know, the, uh, the what, what, not X's and O's. Is it X's and O's? I no, what is it? it was, yeah. I guess offense and defense. Yeah, right. Just the the mechanics <laughs> yeah. of it all. Like, yeah. you, I, I get why nobody would want to pitch to her. She's yeah. annihilating softballs. And, yeah. you, and from the, the pitcher's psyche, I mean, she gets up to the to the plate, and it's like, I don't want to throw her that ball, and then she's going to knock it out. Am I going to be done for the day? Like, you're, am I going to waste my number one pitcher because yeah. I'm, I let her throw it? So I get that. But where are you at with it? Do you feel like just let them pitch, let them play? Absolutely. I mean, as a competitor, I don't know if I – and I, I was never a pitcher, but I have to think if I were to put myself in that position as a competitor, I'm going to walk up, and I'm, I don't care who you are. If you're going for the home run record, I'm I'm going to throw it past you. Right. So that would be my mentality of going up there. So I'm surprised, and I'm sure it's all coming from the coaches. The girls' 100%. mentality may be completely different, but um, I'm I'm I guess I am not surprised that they're not throwing to her because nobody wants to be the one that does it. Is my assumption, but at some point in time they're going to have to do it. I mean, you're going to either, and it blows my mind that okay, you're going to walk her to get to. Kinsey Hansen, who's also just blowing the ball up, like they're just great at. I mean, home run hitters. I'm like now, okay, so now you're giving up two runs instead of one run. Like, right. why don't you? Why don't you just pitch to her? And if it happens, it happens, and um, we can all move on with our lives. Like, I, it's, it's. I feel like each team that's that's not pitching to her is kind of cre- creating the drama and and building it more um, than it really needs to be for, especially for her. But um, impacting her, you think? I just think impacting her from, like, she just wants to get back to playing ball. Right. And when she has to stand up there and she's she's being walked every time, then it's like – and I know that she has the thoughts of, like, can I actually step out and hit this ball? Like, can I just be able to swing the bat? Um, so I'm, I'm sure it, it has to be affecting – she just wants to get back to being normal. Like, if – and her normal is, is just stepping up to the plate and, and being powerful behind the ball. Cooler for her to do it tomorrow or Monday at home in uh, Maretta Hines or in Hawaii, which yeah. is home home. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I think that's that's her call. Um, I think she's going to be happy to do it when she does it. But right. um, 
as long, I think uh, a big part of her life is her dad. So I think as long as her dad's there, I don't know if he comes to the games in Norman. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure he'll be there in Hawaii. So um, I think that that would probably be, once she looks back on it, um, she may say that she doesn't care right now and it may not be a big deal to her. But when she looks back and has the memories and gets to tell the stories 22 years later, right. that um, I think it would be pretty special to do it at home. Softball. At home meaning Hawaii. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, that's what I, in my brain, I'm thinking, what would I rather do? And I think maybe at home yeah, in Hawaii would yeah. be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, softball is the, one of the world's fastest growing sports. It has kind of blown up here as of late. It's great to see it back in the Olympics. Um, thoughts on where the sport is headed. And when you look at this new fast pitch league coming out, Lauren Ch- Chamberlain is the commissioner of that league. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you have been something that you sought after OU, would you have looked to be become a professional? And yeah. back then, I guess it was just the Olympics for you guys, right? Yeah, it was. Um, and, to, and you can bull, punch me for saying back then. Yeah, right. No, like, well, let's back say, then. What am I doing? Back in my day, right. which uh, it is my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, in full honesty, I probably wouldn't have because um, after we won the national championship, I really felt like I was done. Um, and I think that that's one of my biggest regrets in life is um, is stopping at that point. Um, I have a lot of dreams about it, so if we need to like sit on the couch and and, and yeah. talk a little bit, like that's those are my issues that um, I feel like I didn't really play that out for for what it could have been. And when I was done after that, um, me and John Elway, you know, we both retire after our championships. Absolutely. That um, that was just done. I mean, I'm like I've played this sport for you know 14 or whatever years it was, and. Um, people would try to talk to me about softball, and I was like, I'm just kind of tired. Like, I'm, I'm over it. And then slowly it kind of starts coming back into my life. And um, I mean, it was a large part of my life that I that I love dearly and that I love dearly to this day. So I don't know if at, at that time I would have been interested in it, but um, I did play for, like, our um, my company's slow-pitch softball league and um, got back into it that way. But to where it's headed now, I mean, obviously anything that can extend the life of softball is a good thing. Absolutely. And as long as the body's healthy, the mind's healthy, then girls are going to want to play as long as possible. So I think it's it's incredible that Lauren's given um, women a chance to continue that. And if there's the option and the ability to play for the Olympics, I mean, there's really no better stage than that also. I, uh, I prefer softball significantly over baseball. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just a... I need more energy. I need more pace and softball just never stops for somebody who is out there going, I'm not watching that. You know, you know, that guy, right. I'm not watching that softball game. What would you say to them to, to maybe change their mind a little bit about the sport? So I'd tell them the story about my husband was in, um, another city. He was on a business trip, sitting at the bar, waiting on his dinner and um, the NBA playoffs were going on at that time. And so he was the only one sitting there. He asked the bartender if they could change it to um, the, I think we were in regionals at the time, if the timing matches up. So they turn it to, to softball, and he's watching it, and some other guys walk in, and they're like, hey, can you change this to the NBA championships? And he's like, sorry, this guy's watching softball. And they were like, dude, softball? And he was like, give it a chance. Like, right. You don't know. Like, it's something that you just don't know that you don't know about yet. And um, so that's what I tell them. It's a it's a completely different sport than baseball. I tell everybody that um, an, an, a, a hit on the infield is not a, is not a definite out. Like, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, maybe if Janet Johns is at third and on her stomach and can throw it to first, that's a totally different ball game there. But um, for – Which, ma- that was an insane play, by the way. I mean – Like, I the mean, mechanics of insane. it. Yes. Like, how are you that possible. strong? Right, right. 
the core strength, uh-huh. the I'll accuracy, yes. Uh, yeah. It that, blew me away. It completely, like, replays <laughs> in my head. I'm like, did they practice that? Like, <laughs> I'm rewinding it, like. How did this what happen? Is, right. It's crazy. I'm like, a, a ground ball is almost beat out. So how do you throw one from your stomach? But um, it's just so quick. It's so quick to pace that um, things, crazy things happen. It's not baseball. Um, it's it's definitely um, quick reaction. Um, I tell people that um, I've seen the studies that, like, the reaction time for hitting a softball is um, the same, if not quicker, than hitting a, a major league baseball. It's... Um, Everything's done on a shorter field, so it's quicker. It's fast-paced. It's um, it's totally a different game. It's fun to watch. I took a uh, fun, fun story for you. Remember Lauren Bay? Oh, name sounds familiar. Such Canadian softball player, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. played OSU. Yeah. 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 So one of my buddies was trying to take her on a date. She says, you come hit a baseball, hit a softball, and I'll go on a I'll date go. with you. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Mark actually hits the ball, which was great. Well, her friend was there, and she said, well, do you want to you try it? I'm like, no, I'm, yeah. I don't. I don't want. I've never played baseball. I've never really swung a bat before. Like I'm, I'm out. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, you'll be fine." And Marge was throwing at like seventy or something at the time. Like yeah. she was a hammer. Uh-huh. She threw that ball. I think I peed a little. <laughs> right. Put that bat down. <laughs> like backed on. I know up. my limitations. Yeah, I'm good. Yep. I, you yep. know, I, I like my face the way that it is. <laughs> right. I usually wear a helmet when I play sports. <laughs> right. This is not safe for me uh, at all. But the the thing yeah. that blew me away was the ball left her hand, and if you weren't swinging mm-hmm. you were going to miss yeah. right that, yeah. that's how crazy it is the yeah. the 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 leaving of the hand to when it crosses the 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 uh the batters, yeah, yeah it's incredible yeah like the speed it's funny because um we would go through a game or you know i'd get a hit and i'd be standing on first and i'm like how did that happen <laughs> like, if you think about that like how did i know because it all happens so fast it's 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 a really fun game it's it's pretty incredible. I'm yeah. a, I am a softball fan now. There's no question. All right, I wanted to uh, to get into a little NIL conversation with you, mm-hmm. as uh, I try to talk to all my former athlete guests a little bit. NIL's taken a huge hit publicly. A lot of people are calling it the devil. It's ruined yep. college football. It's ruined college sports. And I, tr- in particular, for me, when I sit and look at uh, non-revenue sports, which Oklahoma softball is definitely a revenue sport, one hundred percent. But I think it it just gives an opportunity for female athletes who are absolute stars, right? Olo was a star, and oh, yeah. Chamberlain was a star, mm-hmm. uh, to really cash in on their name, image, and likeness. And I think it's phenomenal because, I mean, you have the WNBA. Hopefully this new softball league jumps off. But right now there's just not a whole lot of options for uh, for young women to, to make money that they deserve to make based off of the work they put in to get there. Exactly. Right? I mean, that's yeah. there's a ton of work that goes into to getting to, to that level and playing in Oklahoma. Yeah, and it's um, I mean, you go out and you go to the World Series and you look at the the fans that are there and all the little girls that are there who are just I mean, I was one of them that I I'd go out and I'd watch and um just dream about being there. I mean, you there is definitely a, a base there um for that can be monetized and should be monetized. I mean, I think that there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. There's a right way and a wrong way to do everything, but um to give these women student athletes um, the ability to um, really be rewarded for their um, efforts that they put in. And, I mean, their entertainment that they provided is definitely a, a good thing. And softball from coast to coast. I mean, it is a massive deal, right? You're talking about high school, the A or the uh, – is it AAU in softball? What is it? The no, I think that's basketball. So it's like tra- um, just traveling leagues? Oh, what did we call it? It was like the Metro Leagues, and we had an Olympic Gold League that we played. Yeah. I was just yeah. recently at a hotel. This was probably a year ago. And there was like a whole softball 
world took over this hotel. Yeah. Just kids everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just it's big yeah. business now. It it's is. big business. It's it really big is. money. There's a ton of things that go into it. Uh, you're looking at Patty Gasol recruiting the best softball players in the world from all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that roster and how different it looks. You know the the stories that these young ladies have, the places that they're from. It's very very cool. Oklahoma softball. It's a it's a monster. There's no doubt about it. It is. It's a it's a big monster. It's funny to look at because I was looking. We had um, 15 girls on our roster, and I think they've got. I've seen 22 and 24. I'm not sure what the um, final number is on it, but it's um, it's growing. There's, I mean, people want to be involved with it. People want to be involved with softball, whether it's D1, D2, um, JUCO, whatever it is. Um, girls want to play. All right, we're going to switch gears here. You have absolutely blown this interview away, and one of the best guests I've had in a long time, so thank you so much for your well, time. Thank you. <laughs> but I do want to ask you about your uh, your football team. Oklahoma football is also a machine. Uh, you were there on campus when Jason White and those boys won that 2000 national title yep. game. Uh, you are a, a football fan, to say the least. Oh, yes. Thoughts about uh, just the – I mean, we can go back. I, I try to avoid the Lincoln-Riley – a conversation because you know what he didn't want to be there and yeah. I can't imagine turning that down so go do your thing out west buddy it is what it is exactly um, but Venables is here his staff I had a chance to meet several of them yesterday they blew me away he's about family he's about community he's about building relationships oh, yeah. and it just seems like Oklahoma already on just a completely different path than I've ever seen them on and I played against them and I've covered them now for almost a decade and it's been amazing it's um it's so exciting. It it has, this has, if Lincoln Riley only knew that he single-handedly has completely reinvigorated the fan base. Um, I mean, I've always been a football fan, but this whole shift in the dynamics and in leadership and the guys that, um, that Brent's brought in, um, it's, it's so exciting. We'll see if it actually comes to fruition, but um, I mean, uh, you were there. You heard uh, the assistant coaches speak yesterday, and it's like these guys speak, and you're like, okay, I, I, I want to go play for you. I'll play you. for you, 100%. I'll go play. Yeah, Give absolutely. me some pads. I got a couple years of eligibility left. <laughs> um, and the sense of urgency, I thought that was also interesting from all those guys. Like, you know, when Kale Gundy talks about how hard they're working right now, that guy's been on campus for 20 years. Like, he's seen yeah. everything, and, and he just had this, like, lean forward on the microphone, like, and we're here really grinding this thing out, putting the work in the younger coaches. They look stressed out almost. Like, not in a bad way, but they, you know how a little stress is good for you it's every work, once yeah. in a while. And, yeah. yeah, those guys are absolutely putting the work in already. Yeah, it's just – it's it's so exciting and refreshing to see the enthusiasm that, that they've all brought back onto campus. And you can see it in the players. You can see it in the coaches. You can see it in the su- the support staff. And you can see it in the fans. So um, that's that's nothing but good things. And I think that um, the, the focus to um, – not being good enough is um, really exciting because for for forever we've been hearing from our former coach that we're close. We're we're close. Right. That's his favorite thing to say. Yeah, and as fans, it's like we're close to what? Like that's such a frustrating thing to hear. And then to see um, Coach Venable stand up in front of everybody and say, you know what? It's not good enough. Every practice, this is not good enough. And it's like, yes, that's the mentality we're looking for. And it really um, replicates what I've always said about Coach Gasso. And it's like. Everything that we always did, it was like it, it wasn't good enough. We're, there's always a way to be better, and we're always striving for that. And um, Coach Venables has brought that back to the team, and the team's doing team events together. They're actually hanging out together. Um, you know, we personally, I saw, um, you know, our quarterbacks leaving after a game last year, and they weren't with the other the rest of the team. 
Um, and that was that was concerning to me because I was like, shouldn't they all just be like hanging out together? Absolutely. Like, shouldn't you guys be leaving together and go do whatever you do together? And um, now they are doing those things, and um, I think that that's going to be nothing but positive, uh, positive reflection on the the season to come. I gotta ask. One, who was your favorite Oklahoma football player in the last 20 years? Uh, Baker Mayfield. Same. Yeah. And two, what was Jason White like in college? <laughs> um, you didn't say it. He's kind of a jerk, wasn't he? No, I, he <laughs> no. wasn't. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I know Jason. He I gives me crap all the time. I after that okay. than, than um, during it. I And I try to think back. Um, I, we didn't hang out a lot. He wasn't in, um, our little group. I mean, we, I knew of him. I want to say we all went bowling one time together, but he was cool. I mean, there was nothing, nothing That's so surprising nothing bad me. about him. Like I sit down with that guy and he wants to talk, make up, I don't know how fat I am all the time. Man. Like <laughs> no, he's, he's a great guy. Jason's a great guy. He's been on the pod several times and yeah. uh, I'm always curious to hear fun Jason White stories. Apparently he could throw uh, a party back in that day. Probably. Yeah, um, him and old West Sims. Apparently, they uh, <laughs> they were always in some trouble together. Very cool. Well, we're here at the Cannabis Emporium because this is the This is 40 part of the Sam Mays podcast as I'm trying to get back into uh, back into some sort of a playing shape. You are a big fitness buff. Has it been since you left school? Or have you always been like that? Or was there a moment where you're like, I've just got to get back into shape? So I remember I took a weightlifting class when I was a sophomore in high school. And I think I just took it to take it, but um, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed learning um, just about the functionality of, of the body and of, of muscles. And it wasn't, there was such a misnomer about women lifting weights and, um, oh, you're going to bulk up. And it's like, that's it's the first thing that Kenley said to me when we talked about, talk about lift, my 12 year yeah. about lifting weights is, am I going to get big? Am I going to bulk up? Yeah. And she was concerned about it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, do you know how much you would have to lift and um, how much testosterone you'd have to have in your body? And, like, women aren't – you're not really built to do that. Right. Like, it would – you would have to go to an extreme level to do that. But um, I think that I always – I don't – I can't say that I enjoyed it, but it was something that I, I did um, mainly as, like, team events. It was my class that we did. And then going to college, like, it was something that we just had to do. And I remember our strength and conditioning coach at the time – um, she said squats and lunges will be your friend for the rest of your life. And she would always tell us that. And I was like, she means we're going to get these big old butts if we don't, um, continue doing this and like, we're going to all just get fat. And so I think just that continuing of, um, just staying physically active and then realizing later, like, this isn't just to like, um, to, for the aesthetics part of it, but there's a health concept to it. Absolutely. Like, um, and then I would always joke, I work out so I can eat because I love to eat. I love wine. Like, and so there's this, there's this constant balance that I'm always um, trying to figure out. And it was something that I just enjoyed. I think of, you know, our bodies as, as our own science experiments. And it's like, you can see what things do to you and how um, they affect you and how you react to them. And um, it's, it's always just been something that's intrigued me and is, is, um, an interest of mine. So it's a lifelong journey for you. Yeah. See, I yeah, wish I would have been on it. that, on that team. Yeah. And it's not, I tell people all that, cause I'll have women stop me and they're like, tell me what you do. And I was like, if you knew, really knew, like I started this when I was a sophomore in high school. So this isn't like something that happens overnight, but, um, it's, it really is, a, it is a lifestyle. And I think it has to be a Absolutely. lifestyle if you're going to stick with it, with anything. And it's something that. 
Um, you know, if I, if something comes up and I can't make it to the gym that day, then I like physically and mentally feel it. I just feel better when I go and I, I get it done. Um, but it's, uh, it's all, it's all about that balance. Are you now, I mean, we're in our forties now. Do you train differently now than you did 20 years ago? I actually think I train harder now than I did 20 years ago. I have, I machine. I've gone, <laughs> I've gone back to like heavy lifting. Okay. And I, I kind of ebb and flow because I'll get bored with something and then I'll go back to something else. And like I did, um, like cla- I would say aerobics classes, but that might like makes me think of the eighties, but, um, the socks, <laughs> right? little Jane Fonda the action, yeah. Tard, yeah. the sweatband. God, what was the little dude with the Afro? Oh, Richard uh, something. Richard Simmons. Yeah, my yeah. dad actually yeah. got on stage with him at our local mall and, like, oh caught gosh. him. He's running across <laughs> the stage. He leaps into my father's <laughs> arm to finish his routine. I'll never forget that. That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 Well, they, it's not that type of classes. but So I'd do classes for a while, and, um, and some of those classes would intermix weights, but it was more like um, low weights, high reps, you know, set to music. You'd lift it for, like, whatever, three minutes of of time. And then I kind of got out of that and I went back to the floor and and heavy lifting. And that's when I was like, you know what? I don't actually feel like I have to work as hard. I work harder in the moment, but it's a short moment. Mm -hmm. And then I don't have to go die for an hour in class. And, um, I would leave looking like a drowned rat because I was sweating so much and I can actually put in less time on the floor by lifting heavier. And I felt like my, um, my reward was better than I'm like, burning more calories throughout the day because you kind of turn that furnace on when you're Absolutely. lifting heavy. Have the recovery process. People don't realize that just during recovery, you're, you are, as your muscles repair themselves, you're burning calories. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I'm with you in the weightlifting aspect of it for sure. I, uh, I love to do it. My knees are pretty shot. My shoulders are pretty shot. So yeah. uh, it's kind of been a process getting back into it for me, but yeah, it's, it is, I feel great when I'm at the gym. I also miss being coached. Yeah. So the guy that I'm working with, Denny Bonowitz, is a, he's a former strength and conditioning coach at Houston, North Texas, been all over the place. And he's, uh, I had to laugh, the both trainers, 160 and 158, and they beat my butt today. Yeah. Like they're just <laughs> like but, but living their whole life like that, yeah. like you have. And so yeah. um, I uh, I love those guys, but I was, you know, he's, he's really kind of helped me uh, realize how much I appreciate just having somebody that's not only supportive, but just kind of pushing me to yeah, just be sure. better about myself. So sure. I do, I do miss coaching and it's good. To, it's great to be back in the gym. It really is. Yeah. I think that's why I really liked those classes for a while because there was somebody there telling you what, what to do. And then there was a competitive aspect of it. It was like, well, she's not going to quit. I'm not going to quit. Like, okay, if she's lifting 10 pounds, I'm lifting 15. Like yeah, absolutely. And she may not know that we're competing, but we are. <laughs> and so I'm going to, I'm going to win this, but I think that that's why that was a draw for me. And then going back out on the floor um, became more of a challenge of I'm competing with myself. Like, what am I doing today that um, I'm not going to leave thinking like, oh, I didn't do enough. I like regret coming here or whatever, that it's um, that it's a productive time at the gym. You've been fantastic. Thank Blew you. me away. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. You've been it, fantastic. Seriously. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll have to we do this again. talk all night. Yeah, we'll have to do this again. I mean, as the season goes along, I'd love to have you before they get into the uh, – Championship game, maybe have you in Oklahoma City as we get ready to watch one of those incredible, hopefully, World Series games. I hate yeah. to, you know, jump the gun, but, man, right. they're just so good. I, I mean, mean we'd be very disappointed if they didn't end up there. But, um, yeah, if, if if today's indications, any any indication of um, the future, then, yeah, we definitely expect to be there. Macy Turley, former Sooner great softball player, all-conference player, I believe, right? I don't even remember I anymore. I think you're all-conference. <laughs> I thought you had something said about academic 
Uh, all As conference I do player. Know academic All American. Something. Oh yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. You got all the accolades and national championship winner. Thank you so much yeah. for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Welcome. We have Heather Hunter, Tulsa brand ambassador for Nature's Key, also owner of Elevated Fitness, located here in Tulsa, and it's a cannabis friendly fitness studio. That's How right. are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, I appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. We have um, Brittany and I have been a part of the Nature's Key family here for just a few weeks. I am using their products to help me get on the path to better health. Nice. Uh, I played football for a long time bodies beat up and the thought of getting back in the gym was a lot for me yeah. it was swelling it was pain management uh really just kind of the stress of it all yeah. you know and when you weigh 400 pounds stress is like name of the game 100 yes. percent, and mentally and physically so i'm here to tell you um that I'm thrilled with the product. I've never taken CBD before. I've always just tried the THC stuff, but the CBD paired with the THC has been unbelievable. Yes. Like this unbelievable mind-blowing combination for me. Like I was in the gym the other day with this my trainer who is just a real piece of work. I mean, <laughs> then he gets after it and he's got this 10-pound medicine ball and he's throwing it at me and he's like, "All right, now you're going to jump from you're you're going to jump off of one foot out to the right, grab this ball, twist, and throw it back to me. I'm like, I haven't jumped to, on two feet in 10 years. What do you mean I'm going to move? And I, and I just start doing this this exercise, and I'm like, this is amazing. Like, it's the most freeing thing. Like, that's the word that I get. Like, yes. I feel free again, and I feel like cannabis and, and CBD has really helped me get there. So I love to hear yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. That. That's wonderful. That's exactly what we talk about at Elevated Fitness. And um, I've been with Nature's Key a year and a few months, and they truly, uh, being wellness and all they do, they fit right in hand in hand with Elevated Fitness. And we teach our students to be taking CBD every day as a vitamin. Your body needs it in order to reach homeostasis. And it's so, it happens so often that patients aren't taking enough CBD, just like a medication the dosage of CBD is based off your weight. And so uh, sometimes patients are, t they're taking CBD, but maybe it's only 25 milligrams. Your body needs more than that. It needs to be able to reach homeostasis and it cannot run at optimal ability without CBD. Now, so we're going to, I'm going to ask you some questions about me. Like I want you to, we're going to have a consult, right? Absolutely. Let's have that I'm conversation. Um, I am, I need to take more CBD. I didn't even consider how much weight, you know, I'm, I'm taking my, I take 50 milligrams uh, every day. I take one in the morning. I take one right before I go to work out and then I take a one-to-one -one, uh, before I go to bed. All nature's key products and all trusted because the science is there yes. and the process is there yes. and I'm not scared that I'm going to take a gummy and go black out. Right. Right. I yeah. took a, I took a gummy. Brittany tells a story better than I ever could, but I took a gummy uh, getting ready to do some Christmas shopping at a, uh, where are we at? Hobby Lobby? Hobby Lobby. <laughs> and it's like a, it's like a 50 milligram. And I'm like, this is fine. I can do this. No big deal. She said that I like dragged a leg through the store. Oh my gosh. Over the next, and I didn't, <laughs> I mean, like I was just acting crazy. Like yeah. who wants that? Right. Who, who doesn't, I, I trust the product is what I'm getting at. Yes. And I am thrilled about that. But so I'm, so I'm right now I'm 383 pounds. And so I need to be taking, how much CBD do you think? You should I should be take? taking 160 milligrams a day. 160? 160 milligrams okay. of, of cannabinoids a day in order for your body to reach homeostasis. Can I take that all at once or you, can I? You should definitely break it up throughout the day. So I would be... I would suggest that you start the day with 50 milligrams, even maybe even 75 milligrams okay. of the Oklahoma Sunrise to That's start what I'm taking. the day. Yeah, I love and, it. And then, and then take the rest of it in the evening at the end of your day um, to help. That's whenever our bodies heal is at night while we're sleeping. And so give your body that extra 75 milligrams, 80 milligrams of 
CBD so it can aid in the healing as you're sleeping. Okay. And so okay. Let your body work for you. <laughs> and then the THC aspect of it, I'm I'm a cannabis user. Yes. I I love it. I have uh, I function at a significantly higher level. Like people don't realize this. Before I get on the radio, uh, before I do a podcast, I'm going to use cannabis, and it it elevates me. It yes. just does. Yes. How how would you recommend that I pair those two? I would say, um, and a lot of this is just based off of experience too. Yes. Like okay. Um, I talk with patients about using layer therapy. And so um, for me, uh, for my own day, I usually start with a battle buddy, an Oklahoma sunrise, and a jump start. And it does contain 25 milligrams of THC. Um, For me personally, I I struggle with a lot of pain throughout the day. So that helps keep my pain in check. And then I'll take another jump start before my workout. It's a pre-workout every night. I teach at the studio five five days a week and so um we're gonna be sore and <laughs> it's good but it just helps the body to be able to heal and gives you a little uh boost to be able to get through your workout focus really well and and finish it hard <laughs> so i you know me personally i'm not what i would call super sensitive to to really anything any yeah. medications i have no problem taking drugs or i'm not allergic to anything my fiance is the complete opposite Brittany can look at a, a, a five milligram gummy and blackout you know i mean like it's just uh and maybe not pass out but she's definitely high you know what i mean higher than she wants to be yeah um so how how do we uh through you Mm -hmm. you know for for newcomers to cbd for newcomers Mm -hmm. to cannabis yes we want to sit down and talk to heather about this how do we do this how do we get in contact with you um you can contact me through heather's high notes on instagram you can also reach out to live nature's key on instagram um and uh you can also reach out to elevated fitness tulsa on both facebook and instagram um i do have multiple social medias that I'm available at. I have my card here at our pop-up as well. And so I give my card directly to patients. They can text me, call me, email me with questions. If they come across a new medication or a new symptom, I'm happy to answer questions for them about maybe how to have an alternative to that and also using food to heal the body as well. It all comes together. Everything that you're putting in your body, all of the movement that you're doing, it all works to bring you to homeostasis. How, how, what would you tell somebody new to cannabis about the length of time it takes to find out what works for you? I would say that it takes an average of two to four weeks, depending on the ailment that you're trying to really work on. And it's also taking journaling, keeping track of your food, keeping track of your water intake. Are you listening to what she's saying here? Yes. (laughs) It's journaling. It's being being accountable to, to all of the things that you're putting in your body, not just the cannabis products. And so if you want full homeostasis, if you want full body healing, it, it's gotta be all of the aspects, the food, the body of movement and cannabinoids. I, I cannot stress to people enough how life-changing that cannabis can be for you. But like anything worth doing, it takes some time. It does. It does. And it takes some exploring. And yes. you're and if look, let me tell you something. If you start with nature's key, you won't have that I won't I can't say you won't, because you never know. You might be super sensitive. Yeah. But you're less likely to think, oh, let me take this ten milligram gummy and it end up being fifty milligrams. Like right. that's that's the problem with the, the industry right now yes. here in Oklahoma in particular, I feel like is you have companies not doing it the right way. Exactly. Nature's key is about precision. Yes. They hand me a package of gummies and they say, Sam, this has got twenty five milligrams of, of THC in it. I know that it's got twenty five milligrams of THC in it. I can't afford to accidentally get too high exactly. throughout the day yes. with podcasting and radio and got kids sports. Yes. And I want to be able to enjoy my, my wife and hang out and, Absolutely. you know, like it's, 
you know, and another factor too is the fact it's an, a sublingual product. So many edibles people just chew up and they eat and it goes directly down into their stomach. And, and the f scientific facts are that it's not bioavailable that way only. It has to be a sublingual uptake for all 25 milligrams of that edible to go directly into your bloodstream. And so a lot of times patients are purchasing an edible and it is 25 milligrams and they're chewing it up and swallowing it, but the only thing that's actually passing into the bloodstream is 10 to 15 milligrams. Okay. And so you're missing, well, one, you're paying for medication you're not getting, and then two, you think you're taking 25 milligrams, but you're only getting 10 to 15 because it can't pass through the, to the bloodstream. When you use a sublingual medication, it goes directly into the bloodstream, and then you're eating the gummy, and it goes into your stomach. So that is a big difference for patients being able to medicate effectively. So for newcomers to Nature's Key, uh, are there some pro specific products that you would recommend uh, that after you – well, first of all, they're going to talk to you first. Talk to Heather. <laughs> Heather's going to get you going. She's going to get you squared away. That's what you need to do first. But are there some products specifically made for people new to cannabis? Yes. I would definitely start – depending on, on their own uh, sensitivities and um, body makeup, their weight, I would say starting with the Oklahoma Sunrise, you need to be taking CBD every day as a vitamin, um, getting the right dosage. So starting your day with some Oklahoma Sunrise is just our CBD with um, limonene terpenes to help promote focus and well-being throughout the day. It doesn't give you that um, sleepy feeling as a lot of CBD does. And then I would say our 25 to 1. It's 25 milligrams of, T of CBD and then 1 milligram of THC. Start there low and slow, um, get the cannabinoids that you need, and then move up to maybe the 25 to 5, and then a 25 to 10. And so gradually moving up, titrating up to the dosage that you need. All right, last thing. Tell me about your uh, cannabis-friendly fitness studio. Absolutely. Elevated Fitness. Yes. I love the name. Thank you. I love the branding. That's Thank fantastic. You. So yes. what? how do you guys incorporate cannabis into your into your workouts. Um, we Elevated Fitness is owned by myself and Kenna Palmer. We're partners and we both have been uh, dancing and doing Zumba and HIIT classes for over 10 years. And we were medicating in our cars um, before class and spraying down, you know, before, spraying yes. all of the perfume. We don't want anyone to smell us. And, and so then you go into class and you work out. And so that's how we hit it, you know, for so long. And then I, I told her, I said, you know, I'm tired of, I'm tired of hiding uh, medication use. And so we found a place to be able to, that would allow us to have a lounge in the back that patients can medicate inside and um, then come out to the dance floor and work out in a space where it's safe. There's no judgment. There's no shame. Um, it, even if you don't get the moves, we celebrate your solo. And um, it's just our motto is connect, change, and thrive. And we want patients to be able to connect, change, and thrive with an elevated fitness. Heather Hunter, Tulsa Brand Ambassador for Nature's Key and also the owner of Elevated Fitness. Thank you so much for your time. And once again, give everybody an idea how to get in contact with you. Absolutely. Like I, I'm telling you, if you're going to do this, you're going to get on the Nature's Key uh, family, get on that trend and make sure you get in contact with Heather. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure to get to share um, what we're about and how we can help patients here in Oklahoma. You can reach out to me through Heather's High Notes on Instagram or Heather Hunter on Facebook. Thank you so much. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much, Heather. Empire Bar Service is Oklahoma's premier bartending experience specializing in weddings, private parties, holiday parties, and corporate events. With combined experience of over 50 years, Empire Bar Service has the skill and knowledge to make your event one to remember. With the highest liability insurance and all licensing needed, the stress of serving alcohol at your event disappears. Plus, Empire Bar Service will assist with your signature cocktail creation and craft brewery relationships so your event can truly be one of a kind. 
Find them on Facebook or text 405-850-1334 and tell them Sam Mays sent you for a special discount. Welcome back to the Sam Mays Podcast. This is 40 edition. We're here at the Cannabis Emporium with Jennifer McCorkle, owner of this incredible establishment. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having us. I, I I'm appreciate it. thrilled to be here. I, um, it's important to us that we find people to work with that are about the medical side of it, uh, that have a welcoming, comfortable store to walk into. And I walked in here and I looked around and I thought, this place is beautiful. There's Thank art you. all over the place. Your uh, cannabis is displayed beautifully. Your bud tenders have been so nice. Like this is, you guys have done such a great job. Thank you very much. We, we put a lot of heart and love and, um, we really want to provide an environment for our patients that is just welcoming, That the same effect that you had, that um, it's spacious. We're very fortunate to have a large space, so they don't feel overwhelmed or in a small space. So uh, we feel really lucky. Yeah, so this. I was uh, in elementary school in the 90s, right, late 80s, and it's uh, just say no. It's, <laughs> you know, the drugs are horrible, and marijuana is the devil, yeah. and all those things. And I think that you don't realize how much that – that um, programming, you want to call it, can impact you. So cannabis is still scary for some people. Yes. You know, they think days are confused. They think Friday the movie and, and stoners are stoners and they're bad people. And if I smoke weed, I'm going to be locked into my couch. And the reality is it's so not that. Yes. It is a life-changing situation for so many people out there and I'm sure some of your your clients that come in here are just I mean you I'm sure the stories that they tell you've got to be happy to serve them yes we we uh, serve a wide variety of patients uh, we have many veterans that come in and have talked to us about their stories of going to the veteran clinic and being prescribed sleeping medication or pain medication and they found that cannabis is actually working better for them um, and so to get them off of prescription medication and that they found that they can can come in and purchase something that they can sleep well, but wake up in the morning and still feel, feel clear-headed. Um, it's been it's been really nice to see that. And um, I was actually just talking the other day about uh, the stereotype is basically the Cheech and Chong that if you right. if if you consume, then you are smoked out. And um, the truth is, most people could have a conversation with a person and not even realize that they've been consuming. Absolutely. That most people, when it's used for medicinal reasons, it just levels them out. It makes them feel calm or it makes them feel what society would call normal, that their mind st- doesn't race as much or they're able to focus. Um, so it, it's not just the uh, sitting in the couch not being able to get out. You know, we've I, all had that happen, but yes, that- <laughs> right. Accidentally. You know yes, what I mean? Like, yes. it, I mean, as you, and we kind of talked about a little bit with Heather from, from nature's key, you know, you have to kind of experiment a little bit with what's going to work for you, but okay. coming into a place like this, that you're going to at least take the hand and lead them down the yes. correct path. You know, yes. this is how to go about it. There's so many ways to use cannabis. I, I had no idea. I mean, really until like recently did I realize that you can take it as many ways as you can. The guys in Nature's Key have an a, uh, inhaler yeah. that you can take THC with. I'm like, that's that's mm-hmm. so cool and so different and so exciting. And without them, you know, I would have never had that information. So tell me what it's like if you're new to cannabis, you yeah. just got your card you're nervous, shaking a little bit. You don't know what's going to do to you. You come on in here to the Cannabis Emporium, and what's that first experience going to be like? We're going to really try to find out what you're trying to accomplish. Are you uh, trying to um, take care of pain? 
do you have anxiety? Um, what is it? What What is the reason you've got your card? And then we're going to talk about how dosage can affect you. That if you've never used before, then you need to start with a very low dose um, and, and talk about some of the options with that and um, talk about that how CBD plays a role and nature's key and nature's key has came to us and I got to know Heather really well and Joe now and um, Heather has actually done some consultation for us where she uh, will meet with one of our patients talk about what they're looking to achieve and just talk about their well-being um, and and how how we can get to where they're wanting to get and nature's key has a great line of products because they have a lot of CBD and um, they're so health focused I guess it's there's there's so many products out there you know we don't carry even probably a, a tenth of what's out there and so nature's key has just been a product that um, I would talk to them about if they've had edibles do they want to try edibles um, and then all the way to there's concentrates that is a whole nother ball game and um, that that maybe is a place they want to work up to or that's definitely not a place they want to start and so it's really just kind of trying to understand them. One of the number one things I would probably encourage, and we carry them here, and you don't even have to buy it um, to keep track of it, but it's a journal. And um, it basically, when you buy something, you write down what you bought, the strain, the strength, how often you took it, how it made you feel, what terpenes was in it. And you start tracking that, and you find that, oh, this terpene gives me anxiety, or this terpene makes me hungry or whatever the reason is and you you can do that on a piece of notebook paper at home absolutely but for someone who's first starting that's what I would really encourage because you can track that and you can find out did that help your pain or did that help your migraines um and that's probably the one thing that a lot of patients don't do. They don't even know of the terpenes, what is actually helping them. And so when they come in, they just go by, oh, I like that name or I like that, you know, that scent. And um, so that would be my main thing to start with them. How did you get here with this mindset? You know, you how, how did you get into cannabis and think uh, with everybody here in mm -hmm. Oklahoma and the rat race that it was for so long yeah. and every other dispensary I go into, I'm thinking this looks like someplace that, you know, somebody's in the back room just passed out right now. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you get to this incredible um, facility with the, with the medical mindset? Well, um, my degree is in recreation therapy. And so I worked for many years in mental health um, as a recreation therapist. And so I worked um, in uh, many of the, in the state hospital. So working with um, bipolar schizophrenia wow. and also on the rehab unit part of it too. And so um, trying to see like, is, is mental illness caused by drug abuse or is someone taking drugs to help them with their mental illness and to see all of that. Uh, me and my sister started a construction company a couple of years ago. That's my main business. That's what I do during the week usually. And um, her son uh, was interested in growing and had actually lived in Oregon to do that. Uh, so when it became legal here, we started talking about it. It's a Cannabis Emporium is a family-owned business. It's uh, me and my husband, Tim, and then my sister and her son. So you'll see at least three of the four of us in here pretty regularly That's awesome. on um, events. You'll see all of us working, but that is something that we just slowly had a vision that it's a business is always there to make money, mm -hmm. but um, we are here for patients. Like we are here. We, we have programs when patients um, are low income to make sure that they get their meds. Uh, That's we incredible. Are one of the few dispensaries I think that are regularly dispensaries 
um, dispersing RSOs to our cancer patients for a penny. Um, and then we have the program, like I said, that we reduce the cost of our products um, to patients who just are in need and they're expensive. Patient, you know, products are expensive. Absolutely. Um, and then on top of that, uh, one of the things I think we pride ourselves on is that we are a dispensary, unlike many others, that if you try one of our products and it doesn't help you, we ask you to bring it back. And we make that right for what? you. Yeah, we um, like we just bring back the product that they've tried. Bring bring back the product. If you buy some gummies and those gummies did not do anything for you, don't eat the whole bag and bring me the bag. But you know, you ate two or three of them. Bring that bag back to us. Let us make that right. Let us try to educate you on maybe what would work better. Why That's did that incredible. not work for you? And um, that has, I think, a lot of dispensaries do not do that because they feel they're going to be taken advantage of. We have not had any situation like that. We. We have a good following of patients, and I think they're loyal to us. And, um, you know, we try to provide good medicine. It's important to us to provide the good medicine. What is the best way for people to find out more about the Cannabis Emporium outside the Sam podcast? We have an Instagram, uh, <laughs> okay. Cannabis Emporium OK. We have a private Facebook page, The Emporium. We are on Weed Maps. We are on Leafly. Um, we, uh, I think following us on social media is great. Come by and visit us. Uh, we are open Monday through Thursday, 8 a.m. So come in early before you go to work, 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. Saturday, we're open till 9 p.m. Um, and uh, Friday and Saturday, 9 p.m. And on Sunday, we're also open, and that is 11 to 5 o'clock. So I think just stop in, check us out. We have lots of pop-ups, and we try to do a lot of uh, education. We'll have a big uh, 420 event. Um, also, we have patient drives to help you with your renewals and recommendations. And we are pla planning a patient appreciation day. We're going to open our doors to try to do a quite reduced price to benefit our patients for one day. Jennifer, thank you so much for having me here. We really appreciate it. Your store is incredible. It's got great vibes, and obviously you're here for the right reasons. Your customers, your patients are, are lucky to have you. Thank you very much, and thanks for having us, and you're welcome back anytime. Appreciate it. Thank All you. All right. Thank you.